everyone and welcome to another episode of Standing 8. I'm Paul Fitzgerald and I'm joined by my co-host, three-time world champion, Boxing Hall of Famer, Jeff Finnick. Great to be here, guys. And the voice of Australian boxing, Ben Damon. Yeah, g'day, Paul. Uh, good to see you up there alongside a very familiar face for everyone in Australian boxing and one of the stars of global boxing, really, in 2020 after his heroics in the bubble most recently on a top-ranked show. And now he steps into well, one of the toughest tasks in all of world boxing, taking on the world champion Noya Nui, but it's someone that uh, Jason Maloney is very confident in beating. Jason, great to have you on the show, mate. Um, and congratulations on taking this fight because uh, no one else wants it, but uh, you've wanted it for a long time. One second, without doubt, it's the toughest task. I am. I had the um, unpleasantry of training a young Mexican world champion who I took to Japan to fight. Inoy and, um, um, ooh, um, although it was a great fight, um, um, I, I seen that day that I, and I said before the fight, this could be um, uh, one of the greatest fighters um, you know, that, that we're going to see uh, in, in the next decade. But uh, for Jason to take this fight and to have the confidence you got, mate, I take my hat off to you. You know, like these other clowns out there that are calling people out every day, you and your brother just do your work, you work hard and, and you're going to be rewarded and hopefully... Um, in a couple of weeks' time, you'll be rewarded with that, maybe being the best fighter in the world, pound for pound, because that's what I believe he is. Yeah, thanks, Jeff and, and Ben and Paul for having me on the show today. Uh, really been enjoying listening to the Standing 8 podcast, so it's good to join you. And, um, yeah, mate, I'm extremely excited. As you said, it's a, an enormous task, but it's a task that um, I'm going to take with, um, you know, head on. Uh, I've wanted this fight for a while now. As you said, I don't call out people or anything like that. I just keep my head down, work hard and try and be the best that I can be. And this is my massive, massive life-changing opportunity to go out there and shock the world and beat, you know, one of the pound-for-pound pound best fighters in the world right now. And I believe I've got what it takes to do it and uh, here's my chance. I don't want to give away any secrets, but what do you – I mean, like I said, I, I, I watched Inouye um, as an amateur. He lost against the Russian. And that day watching him, I thought, wow – I've just seen maybe the best kid that will turn pro that I've ever seen. Then he, he fought by a Mexican. He won the world title. He's just got better and better every fight. What do you see? How, how are you going to go about trying to defeat this guy? What do you think if there are any weaknesses or what do you think you've got to do better than him? Because you, obviously to, to win any fight, you've got to make him fight your fight. And that's not easy against this guy because he has so many different skill sets. Well, that's exactly right. And I've got to make him fight my fight. And a lot of guys go in there and, you know, it's credit to Anui. He, he forces them to fight his fight, but they go in there and fall into his traps and just do exactly what he wants to do and, you know, sit at, sit at his mid-range and he just bangs them out with his explosive power. So there's more, you know, there's a lot of things we're working on. Hard to go into exact details because obviously Anui listens to this podcast, as we all do. Um <laughs> But, yeah, obviously you've got to get him to fight your fight and there's certain things that I think are going to work on him. I'm I'm the bigger man. Um, I, I think I've got advantages out long and, and in close. So I'm just got to get him to fight my fight and uh, there's plenty of opportunities. I think he gets pretty reckless at times. I've got to take those opportunities. I've got to be accurate enough, sharp enough and – confident enough to pull the trigger when they're there. Do you take a blueprint from what happened in his most recent fight with Nanito Dene, who tested him more than really anyone has uh, throughout his professional career? Uh, did you see something in that fight that uh, gives you further confidence? Yeah, yeah. Dene had had some good success in that fight, but um, but he didn't beat him. So it's not the blueprint that I want to follow because I'm, I'm going there to win. So 
he he did catch him at those times, like I said, when Anui comes in and he's he opens himself up. Obviously, he backs his power and he's going there and being extremely aggressive. So he leaves himself open at times. And Donair caught him and he hurt him pretty bad in that fight. But um, he probably let him off the hook a little bit. And, um, you know, to see a 37-year-old Donair have so much success, it does give me confidence. Um, you know, I'm 29 in the peak of my career and although I haven't, achieved what Donair has in my career yet, um, I believe that where I am at my career right now and, and only getting better and better that um, I can really, really go in there and shake him up. Yeah, as I was going to say, like, again, Donair's another great. And I mean, I just, I couldn't believe the performance that he pulled out at 37 years of age. It was just like he knew he had um, one last chance and he'd, he'd give it his best. And that was maybe one of the best fights I've seen Donair fight. Although he lost, he, he put up an amazing performance because his opponent was so great. But as he said, it's the first time I knew he's actually been hurt in that fight. I think he suffered a fractured eye socket from Denaire. So, you know, hopefully that shakes him up a little bit and he comes out a little bit more tentative. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Donny hit him with some good shots and hurt him badly. I know he fractured his eye socket, as you said, and I knew he was in an interview saying he had double vision most of the fight and everything like that. But he, I also thought Donnie maybe let him off the hook. I mean, he had him visibly hurt. And um, Donair maybe with his experience thought he'd take his time, but in doing that, sort of let him recover and get back into the fight. Whereas if I've got him hurt, obviously you got to uh, use your brains, but I won't be letting him off the hook. Yep. This is a fight that you've wanted for quite some time, Jason. Um, you've been very vocal about that. Was there a specific moment, a specific opponent that you saw Anui in against that gave you that confidence that he was right for you? Or have you just always thought that his style suits you? I think his style suits me, but it's it's more just I want to achieve something special in this sport. You know, it's my dream and my goal to be the number one bantamweight in the world, undisputed, no questions, uh, no questions asked. So, for me to do that, the only way I can achieve that dream is to beat Anui. So that's why I want to fight him. It's not as if I think, oh, look at this, I can see this massive hole that I'm going to exploit. I just want to go in there, test myself against the best and try and achieve something special in this sport. It would be incredibly special. Jeff, where do you think this would rank um, alongside fights like Lionel Rose against Fighting Harada, which obviously has that Australia-Japanese angle as well. Um, Daniel Gill and Felix Sturm probably is in that conversation as well. Jeff Harding against Ennis Andres the first time around and, yeah. and others, uh, you know, some other superstars for the well, history of Australian boxing. Where's for me, this? for me, um well, I look at this one, I think it would be the, the greatest win by an Australian ever, and I say that without any hesitation because I kind of believe that this kid, Inui's one of the best I've seen. He um, has amazing skill, and the power is not just to the head, it's to the body as well. He knows how to transfer it from low to high, so you've got to make sure that you're physically 1 million percent ready. Mentally, you've got to be the same. So um, I honestly believe that... Um, if um, Jace can do this, it's gonna it's gonna be up there with uh, um, anything any Aussie's ever done. And like I said, I mean, I know we're we're talking, but um, these two brothers have already um, you know um, climbed that tree. They, they they deserve all the credit they get. They like I said, I yeah, you know, I love when I talk about Australian boxing. I talk about them loners because they're the guys that yeah that aren't loud and brash. They just go and do the job. And like I said, when I fought Jace, I'm, of course you know. I just went out there and, um, like I said, when it was fight time, I hated my opponent after it. Whether I won or lost, I was complimentary and um, I just wanted to fight. I didn't need to I didn't need to say how good I was. I knew how good I was and I just take that in the ring. Like I said, the, the secret to you being successful is, like I said, my opinion is maybe not giving him too much room and um, 
not letting him, you know, use his power and, and just being able to be there. And you've got to be there for the 12 rounds because this guy don't stop. Yep. No, thanks, Jeff. And, and, you know, hearing you say that is exactly what excites me. You know, it puts a smile on my face to think that I could achieve something so big in this sport and, you know, have one of the biggest wins for an Australian boxing in our for Australian boxer in our history. And that's why I take this fight. You know, that's why I train so hard every day and I've dedicated my life to this sport for 17 years is to achieve something special like that. Jason, what I want people to know that, that, that are listening to this podcast, believe me when I say this, that this is um, as a bigger test of me and Nelson or me and anybody else so forth or me for my third world title. For me, when I look at what you guys have achieved, what you've done and how you just climbed that ladder and forward everybody they put in front of you guys and then to step up and honestly, you know, take this challenge on. It, it's, it's an amazing um, show of confidence. It's a show of um, what you believe in. And for me, it's, it's the real Aussie um, battler. And uh, what I said, like I said, if, um, I just hope the whole of Australia that listen to this podcast, and not just the podcast, but throughout the next few weeks, get behind you and follow you totally because they don't know what a hard job you've taken on. And like I said, um, wow, I'm, I, mean, I wish I was over there with you guys, but like I said, I just... Um, I'll be, I'll be cheering for you and if, um, well, you, for me, if you win the fight, it's going to be one of the biggest upsets in boxing history. I'm not sure what the odds are, I don't even look at the odds, but I just know that what you've done is you've taken, yeah, you've, you've taken an amazing opportunity, but you've, you've taken most of the hardest fight in boxing history and I take my hat off to you, my, my friend. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it, mate. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go out there and, and try and do something very special and hopefully that will inspire the next generation of fighters and they can see that this can be done. You know, we, we're not just uh, guys that have built up a good record over here and then go overseas and, and get blown out at the top level. We can beat these guys and you just got to believe in yourself and, and take these opportunities. And um, You've both already proved that. What, listen, Jason, the thing I want to say is that this is what you've got to know and I, and I, you know, I love Angelo Hyder and this is what you've got to know. As long as you know you've done everything you've done prior to getting there, and you go out and do your best, you're gonna you're gonna be a winner irrespectively. But if you, Carl, can put those belts around your waist, man, it's gonna be well for me. It must be the the the, the best day in boxing history for me because uh, I just know what a mammoth task you've taken on, my friend. Jason, do you do you get a little bit of um, an advantage? Do you see an advantage in the fact that you've been over there in the bubble before? You went over and fought very successfully, obviously against Leonardo Baez, um, spent the time there in quarantine, and, and and went through the process that you're going to have to go through again. Whereas Anui hasn't been through that. Yeah, I think so. I don't think it's a, a massive, massive factor in the fight. But at this level, all these little advantages, all the one percenters add up. And yeah, you know, I'm going over there having been in the venue, having been in the bubble, having fought in front of no crowds and, you know, I've experienced what he hasn't experienced. So I'm going in there with an advantage. So, yeah, I mean, it's, a, you know, maybe not a massive factor, but as I said, they all add up and um, it's definitely something that's, uh, you know, giving me some sort of advantage over him. And what is it like, sorry, what is it like fighting in front of no crowd? I guess it's different for everyone. I went in there expecting it to be quiet strange um you heard people say oh it sort of felt like a sparring session but honestly for me it didn't feel like that at all i walked out to the ring even though there's no crowd cheering i still you know had goosebumps and still had that feeling of you know this is a you know massive occasion and it's time to turn it on and and this is fight night so and as soon as you get in there and you're in the ring and you're fighting mate it's on I didn't take it. Didn't feel any different than any other fight. Um, could hear my corner pretty clear, which is which is always good. And um, yeah, I didn't feel that different. But other people may may find it different. Sure.
as soon as you stay on these guys try to knock you out so whether anybody's cheering for you or not um this is um yeah like i said it's such a it's such a big occasion i mean and to be able to do it under the bubble and to to do what you guys have done and just totally remarkable and i hope i hope more australians get behind you and support you and i hope you get more sponsorship because this is a massive occasion for you guys yeah thanks jeff i hope everyone does get behind me and um you know, I'm doing this to do all of Australia proud. I, I want to put Australian boxing back on the map and um, give everyone something to be excited about and everyone in Australian boxing, you know, something to aspire to. How difficult was it um, having that fight last time around? And obviously you managed to put it out of your head, but having seen what your brother went through in his loss and losing his version of the world title a couple of days earlier. Yeah, it added a bit of you know, extra pressure. I, I really felt like I needed to perform, but... That's fine. I, I perform well under pressure, I believe, which I will need to in this fight as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just I knew that after Andrew lost that fight, it was very heartbreaking. And perhaps people over there, the top ranked crew, and you know the guys that had just signed us up, had thought, maybe these Maloney's aren't what we thought they were. So I really felt like I needed to put on a great performance, a really impressive win, and and turn that around and show them that we are the real deal. And you know, I I was happy with the performance. I still believe I can do a lot better and I'm only getting better and better. And even since that fight, I feel like I've improved a lot. So this, you know, beat to beat Anui, I need to bring out a career best performance and make absolutely minimal mistakes. I'm aware of that, but I'm very confident that I can do it. So what's your training been, Jess? What have you been doing? We're not changing too much up, Jeff. As you know, I think we've got a good system the way we train. I still, you know, I, tra- I spar Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays. And around that, it's mainly just conditioning stuff, running and things like that. Like I'm really not changing too too much up, even though this is the biggest fight of my life and I want to win this more than anything. I think the worst thing I can do is try and train, you know, 20, 30% harder because yeah, I'm only going to overcook myself. Still doing so, your two so, sessions? Two sessions? Yeah, just the two sessions, mate. Yeah, sure, that's yeah. great. Great yeah, to hear. We've spoken about that uh, off camera before, Jeff, and, and, you know, I believe exactly as you believe that um, – you know, those extra sessions that, it, that guys are doing these days in boxing um, doesn't help them. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're not changing too much up. Two sessions a day, training extremely hard as always. But I have, I've entered every fight of my career in great shape and ready to go 12 rounds flat out. So I'm not going to start changing things too much and trying to train harder. I think that's only going to hinder me. So we're doing everything the same. I'll leave and I'll fly out to Vegas next week. So I'll have a good month in Vegas to adjust to the time zone and we've got some good sparring lined up over in Vegas. So I'll, I'll, I'm doing absolutely everything right and giving myself the, the best chance possible to win this fight. That's great, Chase. Chase, the um, obvious uh, opponent that both of you have fought is Emmanuel Rodriguez, someone who gave you a hard time, but uh, you produced one of your career best performances against, uh, losing a controversial split decision against him in the World Boxing Super Series. Anui then blasted him out. Um, how much do you think you've improved since that Rodriguez fight? Yeah, heaps, heaps, Ben. Um, so I don't really take too much from that. It would have been interesting to see if Rodriguez didn't get caught flush early, how he would have gone um, in that fight. But Obviously, with a devastating puncher like Anui, you don't want to get caught flush, you know, in the first first or second round like he did. So it was hard to take much away from that. But like you said, you know, my performance against Rodriguez, if I was to fight him now, I'd be confident that I could do the same as, as Anui did. I, I think I've improved that much since that fight. And 
Um, you know, I don't. I'm not really going to take too much from that. Another opponent we've fought, uh, we've both fought was Curry Kono, and we both stopped him in six rounds. So, um, you know, I think I can do what Anui's done. Uh, but now this is my opportunity to show that I'm at that level. Jace, let me tell you, mate. Don't worry about any of that. Just realise that that styles make fights. And just think of this: Roberto Duran foot, Tommy Hearns got knocked out cold. Hagler foot. Um, Hearns, he knocked uh, Hearns out cold. Hagler fought Duran and went to distance. Mate. Styles make fights, mate. And like you said, he got caught cold and clean. So don't worry what he does to anybody else, mate. Just concentrate what he has to do to you and what you have to do to him. Because, um, like I said, um, stylistically, um, the smartest trainer I've ever spoke to was Emmanuel Stewart. And um, well, he'll, he'll tell me, he said, the only reason why I let Tommy Hearns have any of those fights were because of the money that he made because he, he didn't think that he could beat Hagler or the, the stylistically wasn't ready for that. But um, like I said, um, stylistically, mate, this guy's going to be right there in front of you. You know what you're in for. So just go out and, um, like I said, um, just, you know, do what you you and your trainer and your, your team have worked on for the last, you know, couple of months, mate. Yeah, 100% agree, mate. It, like, that's what makes boxing so great that, um, you know, styles make fights and just because he beat him doesn't mean this guy's going to beat that person. So I don't take much from that. But, um. Yeah, you know, I think his style does suit me. So we'll wait and see. What's it like working with Bob Arum in the top-ranked team? Obviously one of the biggest promoters in the world. What what are they like to deal with? Yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. When we signed with them, obviously stoked and, you know, dream come true to sign with such a powerhouse promotion company. But you always have those doubts that you might just be uh, another fighter in the stable. But, mate, they treated me and Andrew last time we out so, so well and, went above and beyond, made sure we had everything we needed. Every day they were touching base with us. Do you need anything? Do you need anything? We needed a couple of things for the gym. Bang, they delivered. Looked after us so well and obviously given both me and Andrew these massive, massive opportunities. So couldn't be more grateful for, for what they've done for us and this is the start of something special. Yeah, with a great team, not just Bob but Todd, his uh, son's an amazing friend of mine and they're – They've been in boxing for longer than anybody I know, and they always look after their guys, so yeah, you'll be fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. What was the response like from Bob and from others uh, in the US and, and through the American media as well after your performance? Um, it was at a time when everyone was watching, and obviously you got a great response back here, but um, what about from the Americans? Yeah, they were, they were awesome, mate. We went into the top rank office before we flew back home and just touched base with Bob, and he was very excited. Loved both of our fights, um, gave us both a little bonus and said, well done, boys, can't wait to have you back. And um, he said, Andrew, I'll get you the rematch, which obviously Andrew wanted and said to me, who do you want? Uh, I said, I want to be world champion and uh, here's my opportunity as well. So he's delivered uh, on his word and, yeah, he's a great man and, and very excited and, you know, very happy with how we performed. So, yeah, it's very, you know, it was a great first impression. Your brother might have lost, but there aren't too many fights like that at the moment in the world where two guys go out and, and fight. And that's the style of you and your brother. And that's why Australian boxing is so uh, lucky to, to have you guys on board because every time you you step in the ring, you um, you fight. And uh, like I said, uh, credit to you, credit to your team, credit to Angelo and um, your dad, uh, who I speak to every now and then. But um, you're very, very blessed to have a great team around you, mate. Yeah, I am. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it, mate. 
Um, yeah, Jason, so your brother does have a huge fight. His uh, rematch that he wanted with uh, Joshua Franco, it's a, a fight that, as Jeff just mentioned, was a, an absolute war the first time around. He, um, he didn't get the result there, but uh, how has he been since then and how do you think he'll go the second time? Yeah, Andrew's improved heaps since that fight and you, you never want to take a loss in your career. It's never anything that you, you, know, you want to happen, but... It does force you to reevaluate, learn, and improve. And Andrew's improved stacks since that fight. And um, yeah, we're just stoked that he's got the opportunity to have the rematch. And I'm very, very confident that he'll win that world title back. And uh, yeah, they're very close to announcing when that fight will be. So Andrew will fly out with me to Vegas, do the training camp with me. And we're hoping that he'll be in the ring fighting not too long after my fight. So we can both go, go away and come back in eight weeks' time with three well, four belts around our waist so it'd be something very special for Australian boxing what's it like what's it like going on this journey with your brother yeah it's very special mate it's um you know it's been a long road for us it, it hasn't been easy but we've just pushed each other every day forced each other to keep improving stay at it keep working keep working and always believe that results would come so here's our big opportunity now and um this is you know the chance for us to achieve something something very special and do, you know, ourselves and our family very proud. Definitely. Jason, you had that loss against Emmanuel Rodriguez. It was a split decision, but um, still a losing result. Um, you improved a lot after that and obviously uh, had a renewed focus. Do you think that that's what Andrew will take out of his uh, loss? And have you spoken with him about that? Yeah, 100%. I, you know, and even though it, I sort of, I mentioned that in another another conversation that even though I haven't won a world world title like Andrew has, I think the fact that I had that loss a bit early in my career maybe pushed me and forced me to make a few changes and improve a little bit in areas that um, maybe Andrew hadn't. So I think uh, now Andrew has had that loss that you, you're forced to make changes and you're forced to improve. And when I say that, like it's not as if me and Andrew ever slacked off or didn't do things right, but it just makes you reevaluate, think, and maybe realize how much you want this and how much a loss hurts and how much you don't want that to happen again. And um, I've seen Andrew in the gym now and me even just sparring him now, it, he's a different fighter. And I think that loss is really going to be beneficial in, his, in, in you know, his career moving forward. And I think you're going to see a really, really good performance in this rematch. You mentioned you're sparring there. You're sparring each other, obviously, but uh, who else is in the camp at the moment? Yeah, early me and Andrew do a few rounds together, but as we get closer to the fight, we like to bring in different guys. Um, as I touched on, we've got some good sparring organised in Vegas uh, when we land over there. But at the moment, we're just trying to work with the best that we can here, here in Australia. We've got Luke Boyd up here doing some sparring with us at the moment. We've got Sam Goodman that's come up a few times from Sydney to do some rounds with us as well. Um, Vegas Larfield, uh, Queensland, young talent who's who's got great potential. We're doing some sparring with him. Um, Connor Quinn and Bruno as well who trains with us. So we've got, we've got some great, you know, great rounds here. Um, a lot of different styles that all bring something different to the table and, you know, you know, give me something to work on. Um, and then as as I touched on, as soon as we get over there, great sparring to finish off the last month of camp. And I'll go in there, you know, prepared for, uh, you know, the best Anui. And um, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great in training. And um, uh, I look, you know, look, look forward to putting on the best performance of my career on the 31st of October. 
Jeff mentioned before that um, he used to make himself hate his opponents before his fights. Um, Noe Nui doesn't seem like uh, someone it would be particularly easy to hate. He's got sort of a, um, a boy band look about him. He seems quite a gentle sort of a bloke out of the ring. But uh, what do you do to get yourself in that frame of mind where he is uh, he, he's the ultimate enemy? Yeah, well, yeah, well, he is. He's he's the enemy because he's he's the one man standing in the way of me achieving the you know my my wildest dreams. You know, I'll I'll have three belts around my waist. I'll be the number one bantamweight in the world, and I'll you know I'll have achieved. You know, this fight will change my life. Winning this fight, so he's the one man standing in the way of me doing something very very special in this sport. And yeah, it's not as if I you know. I hate that guy then. <laughs> hey, mate. Hey. It shouldn't be hard to hate that guy then, brother. He's trying to knock you out, so it shouldn't exactly. be hard to hate him. No, 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 exactly. So it's not hard It's not hard to hate him and, and it's not hard to, to want to take him out more than anything. So I don't say hate in a terrible way. Just, yeah, it's just you're fighting somebody. Somebody's trying to knock you out. They're, they're trying to deprive you of what, what they've got and what you want. So, yeah, you've, you've got to hate him. Yeah, you? exactly. I don't care yeah. if you don't hate and if you're not – that kind of person, I don't think you can really have the this, this success and the desire to be successful. Yeah, and you know, yeah. by having that, that hatred there and knowing that this guy has got what you want, um, it, it's going yeah, it, it, to be some hatred in. It's going to be, it's going to make you hungrier. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, I'm, I've visualised knocking him out cold and how good that's going to feel and, um, you know, just achieving all these dreams and, you know, it's just it just makes me so excited and um, I just can't wait for it, mate. You have met him before as well, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. At the uh, at the Super Series draft gala, I got a photo with him and shook his hand. And even back then, I you know I felt like we were destined to meet each other. I remember and, you saying and, that at the time. Yeah, that yeah. You, you you saw him as a future opponent, and even then, it was a fight you were extremely keen on. Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, looking back, if I had have beat Rodriguez in two thousand and eighteen, well, I would have fought uh, Anui next, and. You know, maybe maybe everything does happen for a reason. Maybe I wasn't ready for a newie two years ago, but I definitely feel like I'm. Of extra fights, this new confidence you just got from your last fight. This is going to make you a better fighter. See, everything happens for a reason. And Jace, when you have a loss and you learn from it, like it showed you did. You worked hard. not that you worked harder, but you went back and you you try to think of what happened and what you done right and what you done wrong. This will make you a better fighter. And having that loss previous to this is going to make you a better fighter as well, mate. Yeah, I believe that 100%. And, yeah, I just feel like that everything has happened for a reason and, I've, you know, I've, I've, I was given two years to improve, two years to get stronger, two years to gain that extra confidence and to get that, you know, world-level experience. And now it's my time. Um, I'm in the peak of my career and here it is. I'll, I'll roll the dice, give this absolutely everything I've got and I can't wait. How's your profile tracking in the US these days? Have you got a read from the guys at Top Rank? No, nah, not too sure, mate. Not too sure. There's probably still a lot of people that don't know me, but um, they will after this one. They That's certainly one. will. <laughs> yep, definitely. Um, yeah, Jason, uh, November the 1st is your fight. We're waiting on confirmation of the dates on uh, Andrew's fight, but probably a couple of weeks later. Um, uh, hopefully we get to see those fights on Fox Sports on main events still to be confirmed, but it does look like that will be the case. But, gee, it's been an exciting period in Australian boxing, led by you blokes, of course, in the bubble the first time around. And then you would have been watching uh, Tim Zhu's performance against Jeff Horn as well. It's um, it, it seems that we have tremendous momentum in the sport at the moment. Yeah, we have, mate, and very, very exciting. And, um, 
yeah, it was a great fight. And, you know, just having everyone in the local public talking about boxing in Australia is amazing. That's all I want. I want I want us all to all to be successful. I want everyone to achieve what they're set out to achieve and I want this sport to grow and be as big as it possibly can. And this, you know I'm not sure if you know what you Paul, but um, I just got a call and um Dean Lonigan has just signed Justice Huni to a huge long term deal and I mean I honestly I think that's great for Australian boxing. I think that he's an amazing talent. I was just telling the story today, Jason my first scene um, Joy of Potato, I thought, wow, God, look at the skill for this big guy, just amazing. And uh, Justice is no different. I think that Australian boxing is going to be super, super strong very, very soon. And I think that um, you boys leading the way, and then we've got, we've got so many other kids, but I mean, you guys, Liam Wilson and, and uh, Liam Paro, and now we've got Justin, Justin who's just turned pro. It's, we've got a Australian boxing is really strong at the moment. And what about the fact, Jeff, that Justice Sunni's making his professional boxing debut against the reigning Australian heavyweight champion, uh, October the 22nd. That'll be live on Fox Sports. He takes on Django Opalu, who is the Australian uh, heavyweight champion at the moment, a man on debut fighting against wow. someone uh, of, of yeah, that. Well, it's funny you say that because I, I remember, um, you know, Peel, in my first pro fight, I fought a 10-rounder. Yeah. And they said, why are you fighting 10 rounds? <laughs> because I've trained him, done it all my life. And I, I said about Justice, he's... So skilled and yeah, yeah. Don't waste time if you don't have to. And he has got the skill, and the ability, and you know, uh, to do that. I'm not saying that our Australian heavyweights aren't great, but it's an opportunity. He doesn't need to go and fight four rounds when he can do this straight away. And um, I'm sure that he'll be successful. And um, again, another one uh, you know, that we've all got to you know remember his name and watch out for because I think it won't be long before we see him fighting and doing something really special as well. Jason, how did um Obviously, on the verge of greatness, but how did you and your you and your brother get into boxing? Got into boxing, uh, just fighting in the lounge room. Really, we yeah. had we had a set of boxing gloves at home. Don't even know who gave them to us. There was no boxing in the family. Dad never boxed anything like that. And me and Andrew, just being competitive twins, would put a set of gloves on and just fight in the lounge room. Had no other. idea what we were doing, but we who used to we, win? Yeah, I used to flog him. <laughs> Good idea, mate. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, but um, no, yeah, and then. At that stage, uh, just doing it for a bit of fun, but we had dreams of being AFL players when we were 12 years old. And in the pre-season, we said, let's go down to the local boxing gym. Seen a few of the other um, footy clubs doing some boxing for, for fitness and thought this will give us a bit of an edge on the rest of the guys. Yeah. Um, when we start next season, we'll be you know fit, jumping, ever, ju- jumping out of our skin and have an edge on the rest of the competition. But we just fell in love with boxing and – at, you know, we got to a point where we needed to make a decision. We were boxing and playing footy and I actually lost my first three fights and Andrew lost his first seven fights and we had to make a decision. Do we want to box or do we want to play footy? And yeah. at that stage, I think most people would have said, no, we'll stick to footy. We're not, we're not going too good at this boxing <laughs> thing. But um, now we said, no, nah, stuff this, let's give away footy and let's give boxing everything we've got. And yeah. train properly like a boxer needs. I've, to ne- train. I've never right. seen I've never seen a five foot two guy making a footy either, mate. Not too many anyway. So maybe he done the right thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> the guy beside you want to do the same. Yeah, that's right. Taking the wood off of Parramatta is the orange man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they were good oranges, I tell you. <laughs> uh, well, you yeah, might right. do a couple of rounds there with Jason this afternoon. Are oh, you saying he was just going up there for? Yeah. Yeah, a bit yeah, like so Do you have mouth guard and stuff with you, Paul? Pardon? Do you take the mouth guard and stuff up? Yeah, yeah, you say, yeah, yeah. you do the Maloney boys? Ready to go. No, you've forgotten it at home. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. kept you safe. <laughs> Enjoy that in the hot shoes. I've got an ambulance on standby. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs>
We might leave it there, I think. Yeah, Let mate. Jason, um, get on with his Jason, day. Jason, we just want to say get on with the day. So honoured to have you on my show. And um, I'm going to be even more honoured when you get out there. And just do your best and you do your best. I know it's going to be good enough for you, mate. You're, going to, you're not going to shock Australia. You're going to shock the world. And you're going to come home as maybe one of Australia's greatest ever fighters, Jim. Yeah. Good luck. Thanks yeah, so very much. Best of luck yeah. to you, Jason, from everyone in Australian boxing, mate. Everyone will be watching. And, um, yeah, we're all right behind you and your brother, mate. 100%. Thanks, Eves, guys. I really appreciate it. And, yeah, hope to do you all proud. Can't wait. Thanks, Jason. Don't forget to subscribe, Standing 8, YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Spotify.